Today's episode is a conversation I've been wanting to have for a long time. It just so happened that several things happened recently that prodded me forward to find someone to have this conversation. Today, we're talking about problematic platforms. How do we decide which invitations to accept when it comes to sharing a message we're passionate about? And what if the platform is being offered by someone you have an ideological issue with or hosted by an organization you aren't sure about? I talked through this issue today with my friend and fellow podcaster, Marcus Watson. We also talk about how we process pitches from folks who want to be on our shows. This conversation was so good. I know you'll enjoy listening in. I'm Amy Fritz, and you're listening to the Untangled Faith Podcast, a podcast for anyone who has found themselves confused or disillusioned in their faith journey. If you want to hold on to your faith while untangling it from all that is not good or true, this is the place for you. I reached out to my friend and fellow podcaster, Marcus Watson, to talk through the ideas and problems that need consideration when someone is invited onto someone else's platform. Some invitations or pitches are easy yeses or easy noes. But what about when we aren't really sure? It seems it's not just me that's been thinking about this because Christianity Today just did an article that very much addressed some of these questions. Listen in as I twist Marcus' arm just enough to get him to tell me his thoughts on this. I am thrilled to have my friend Marcus with me on the podcast today. He actually shared his story on a podcast about a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I have had this question several questions rolling around in my head and it just seemed like certain things had happened in the world that made this a perfect time to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And Marcus has a podcast all about like (laughs) spiritual life and leadership. Yep. So he is my go-to, like you were the first person I wanted to talk to you about this, Marcus. So we're going to talk about platforms, problematic people. I would say we are problematic people to some other people. Mm -hmm. I've heard that from Mm -hmm. a friend who had Mm -hmm. a conversation, not that we are personally, but like, To someone else, we are problematic. How do we decide uh, what platforms we are willing to be on and how we share our own platforms with others? What do we say yes to and what do we say no to? I think it is not an easy conversation. So when I first asked you, were you you nervous about this? Yeah, so I'm probably going to be doing a lot of thinking out loud today. Let's do that. <laughs> so yes. let's see what yes. happens. Let's see what comes <laughs> up. But uh, I thought yeah. it's a great question, and um, yeah, well, let's let's talk about it. So yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, anybody could be thinking, oh, I know what they're talking about. I know they're talking about so and so. But I really want this to be a conversation that isn't about a specific person. Mm-hmm. You know, being on a certain stage or somebody having someone on their podcast because yeah. I think the conversation is more interesting. And it applies to if you are a podcaster, or if you are a speaker, the what is that like grid you work through when you decide to say yes or no to something? So let's start with maybe an easier part of this question. Both of us are podcasters. Uh We are both in the Christian podcast space. The Christian world is big. Not everybody thinks the same thing. Um, There's some people that have really strong opinions here and there. And Mm -hmm. How do you decide, Marcus, when somebody comes to you and says, I would love to be on your podcast, or I know somebody that has a book coming out, right? and I would love them to be on your podcast, and you aren't exactly sure, right? how do you work through that? 
Yeah. So one of the ways I work through that is I have a pretty clear idea of the kinds of things I want to talk about on my podcast, right? So uh, my podcast title is Spiritual Life and Leadership. Um, And the way I think about what I want to talk about is how do we help pastors and ministry leaders develop a healthy inner life of union with Jesus, right? Deep spiritual connection with Jesus, uh, so that they can lead in a healthy way in their outer life. Now, on top of that, uh, a great gift to me was getting to partner with Fuller Seminary's Church Leadership Institute a couple of years ago. And so part of their focus is adaptive leadership. And so so there's also that. And so, so I have uh, inner life formation, outer life leadership, adaptive leadership. Um, and so basically, like, how do you become the kind of leader who can help your church probably, and this is part of my yeah. Inner thinking, a smaller or mid-sized church that's kind of struggling with how do you do church in a world where Christianity isn't kind of as central as it used to be and people don't just mm-hmm. go to church because that's the thing to do. Uh, anyway, so those are the the, the struggles and, and topics and um, um, sort of the, the critical things that I, I want to talk about in my podcast. Yeah. So that would eliminate a whole bunch of people right off the bat. Yeah. Like 100%. No, it's not 100%. personal. Yeah. But that's just not what I talk about, you know. And it was kind of funny. So <laughs> because my I have the word spiritual in my uh a podcast title, I get a lot of podcast requests, like guest requests to be guests from people who are like, you know, talking about crystals or talking about uh sometimes aliens and UFOs. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> yes. No thanks. Yeah. Um yeah. So that's kind of what I think about. So so it is kind of focused and if it doesn't uh fit that, um, then it's, uh, it's, it would take some work for me to get to yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So if they fit in that category and Mm. and if they're the kind of person they're talking about things or in this sort of in a space that your listener might be interested in, like, what is the next step then? Do you ever like think, do you ever go and like vet the people at all to kind of see who they are what would be a deal breaker for you are there any deal breakers you're like hey if if you fit that grid come on and okay yes so um so a few a few things uh i look at who they're published by if they've got a book (laughs) you know that that gives me an idea of kind of like okay this is someone who has been vetted if they've got uh, intervarsity press or baker books or something like that right then then i'm like all right they're probably uh good um, but sometimes, okay. So theologically, let's just talk about that. I yeah, would be yeah. on the, if you're going to talk about a theological spectrum, I, I would have once considered myself evangelical, but it's really hard for me to call myself that anymore because I don't think that it's a theological term anymore. I think it's a more of like yeah. a cultural political term, uh, these yeah, days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, but um, but Jesus is still very important to me, so I'm not going to talk about crystals on the podcast, right? Yes, um, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and I also um, I, I want I want to have a conversation with someone who is very gracious, right, mm-hmm. and who ne- doesn't necessarily think they have all the answers, and who doesn't necessarily think they need to convince everyone to believe exactly mm-hmm. the same thing that they believe. Um, I like that. Um, I, I, one time, uh, again, without naming names, I did have a guest who was a little bit more on the side of, we need to convince people to have certain, 
theological beliefs about Jesus and so forth, right? Um, sure. And and it was a good it was a good interview. I knew I knew that going into it. He's a very well known person. Lots of church leadership books written over the years, and and there was a particular topic I wanted to talk about that he had some expertise in, and so it was it was still good. But I felt real like I had to work really hard <laughs> in that interview to kind of stay focused on this particular topic rather than, and now we also need to convince everyone to, to be exactly the kind of people that we are, you know? Um, Had you had any like reservations beforehand? You're like, "Mm, I'm not sure, but maybe we can stay in this lane. Yeah. I mean, I did give it some thought in that particular case. I definitely gave it some thought. Um, And, and, uh, you know, and, and uh, in the end I decided, well, let's give it a shot. (laughs) You know, I can always, I can always not, not post the interview if it if it goes off the rails or it goes in a direction I really am not comfortable with. But um yeah. So what'd you learn from that? Um, like do you do you think through things differently now? Do you like do you think mm-hmm. okay, the odds of this actually being something I need and want for my listeners. Um I don't know. Yeah. So I mean what did I learn from that? I I, I learned that um <laughs> That it can, it can be okay, <laughs> but I also learned it takes more effort when I'm okay, not fully theologically aligned with someone. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, now, yeah. But now, I you, see you being willing to have interesting conversations with people. Yes, if you see you value graciousness. Yeah, curiosity, how they come to the the conversation with you. Yeah. So it I, isn't. It's interesting. I, I think. Um, I think it's easier for me. To, to talk with people who are more theologically progressive than I am than to talk with people who are who are more conservative than I am. I can see that too. And I wonder if it's just, cur- I mean, I, I, yeah, people that are curious curiosity. and have more empathy yeah. generally for me end up having a more interesting conversation. Yeah. Trust. Yeah. I'm not afraid of challenging my listeners, yeah. but I really do care about stewarding that space yes, in a way right. that they know right that they can trust me uh, totally so <laughs> trust and integrity is a big part of it you know um uh and and i i think i i kind of know my audience i mean i know i do have some i i would say that my audience is primarily um you know kind of mainline denominations um not super evangelical but also not super progressive either um yeah. Yeah. And so kind of middle, moderate. Um, um, and so, so that's important, right. To keep, to keep them in mind. And because part of what I'm doing is I'm caring for them, you know, and I yeah, want to, yeah. I want to love them well through the conversation that I have. And it's okay to push, to stretch a little bit, push the boundaries a little bit in either direction. Um, um, but, but the main thing, the main thing that I want to do, if I'm going to, present someone to my audience is I want to, uh, I want to bless them. Right. Yeah. And if, an if, a if, if, if a guest comes across and <laughs> is not particularly a blessing to someone like helpful or loving or respectful or whatever, then, then that's not going to be valuable to, uh, to my audience. I think my audience wants to learn and grow, right? They do want to yeah. hear some new yeah. ideas and they want to be stretched a little bit. And so anyway, maybe I just think they're just like me. <laughs> well, I mean, I think a lot of us do this come into this podcast world where we're speaking to mm-hmm. another version of ourselves. Yeah. Uh, maybe the, the Marcus of 
a year ago or yeah. two years ago or uh-huh. yeah. um so it makes sense it, it makes sense yeah. to me yeah. there was a time when somebody had reached out to me um a publisher or somebody's um publicist and was like mm-hmm. hey we think we'd be a great fit for your podcast yep and i was like all right um some of your book yeah, uh-huh. I mean, based on the title, it sounded good to me. Yeah. But then as I sat down and read the book, I just uh-huh. got a tone from it. Mm, yeah, I was like, the yeah. title sounded good, but yeah. the actual words in the book didn't seem to be as, I don't want to say the right the words because I don't want to say who it oh. is. Um, it did not feel <laughs> like, I, I was like, oh no. Mm, if my yeah. listeners pick up this yeah. book, which yeah. they may, because yeah. I would have this person in on to talk about their book. Yeah. Um, they're not going to trust this voice based on right. these things here. Right. And I don't, I just, and it was a last, I felt bad because yeah. I yeah. had never canceled on someone before, but I felt mm-hmm. like I needed to reach out and say, you know what? I don't think you're actually, I've read more of the book. I just don't think it's a good fit. Yeah. Yeah. And they like pushed back against me. They're like, Oh no, like we, yeah. I think you're wrong. It would yeah. be a great fit. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, I, I'm, I'm sorry. And you know what? My gut, mm-hmm. listening to that, I've been mm-hmm. so grateful time and time again because I kept mm-hmm. watching sort of that author online and how they were. Yeah. And it turned out I was right. Right. <laughs> and right. I am so glad. Yeah. I'm so glad I listened yeah. to that. Holy Spirit saying, mm-mm. Yeah. No, you're, this is not the person right. for your audience. Right. And it doesn't mean they're not the person for anybody. Right. And I think there's a difference. There's like, yeah. it's not that I don't want anyone to ever listen to this person. Yeah. But it, this is a particular place and it wasn't yeah. the place. Does right. that make sense? A hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. Have you ever canceled on anybody or... <laughs> You know, I I don't think I have canceled on anyone okay. uh, yet, um, and and maybe that's just because I I feel like I've I mean I've I've declined a lot of you figured it out before you said yes yeah yeah <laughs> I, I generally figure it out before I say yes yeah but you know I was thinking okay another way of thinking about what I want to do through the podcast and through the guests and what I want to avoid yeah is um I, okay I want to avoid people feeling like they're being beat up on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I want to avoid people feeling like there's no room for conversation or questions mm-hmm. um, uh, or new 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 approaches to to thinking yeah. about Jesus, about God, about the world, about humanity, about church, you know, all of that. Um and so, so uh, one of my favorite words of the last few words uh, years, and you may—I don't know if you've heard me say this before—but it's the word shalom. Um, yes. So, I, if you don't mind, I, I want to talk about that for a minute, and just kind of like how I think yes. that fits into say stuff about you know, that. Say words about bring. shalom. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so shalom, of course, is a Hebrew word, and it means peace, and it's used as a greeting, right? Um, but it's more than just peace. It's um, it's more than just, in other words, it's more than just an absence of hostility, right? Mm-hmm. It's more than just an absence of antagonism. Um, shalom is a, a word that sort of refers to wholeness and well-being, right? A comprehensive state of well-being that touches every aspect of life. That's how I like to think about it. And, um, um, and that's what I want to bring to 
uh, that's what I want to bring into the world, right? And if if a guest, if I if in in my opinion, <laughs> my prayerful opinion, you know, I don't think a guest is going to bring shalom, healing, well-being, wholeness into the world. Um, then that's I'm not called to bring that voice into the world. Maybe somebody yeah. else is. Again, I want to yeah. I want to let God be God, and and if God wants to do some things through someone else that I, you know, maybe don't feel 100% comfortable with okay but but I, but that's not my calling right it's not my yeah. calling to to give a platform or a voice necessarily to that person I, I do hesitate i do hesitate to to say it's it's my call but but it is my call in this in this space right yeah. in this space that god has given me i get to i get to make that call and trust trusting trusting the holy spirit like you were saying you know to yeah. guide me through that yeah have you grown into that or is it something you kind of knew when you started podcasting that this is what you wanted to cultivate like what you wanted to protect in this space yeah um probably a little bit of both um you know um so so the the my podcast is kind of part of a uh, what I feel like is a bigger calling even. I mean, as it is, I think for, for a lot of us who do this yeah, podcast, yeah. right. Um, I, I shared the last time I was on your podcast, um, about a really painful experience at a church and, um, and, and that experience gave me clarity, um, gave me a lot of clarity in a lot of different ways. It gave me clarity about who I am as God's beloved um, that that's the most important thing about who I am. Uh, it gave me clarity about the church and why the church exists. And it doesn't exist just to get people to believe a certain way so that they can go to heaven when they die. You know, it doesn't exist just to get people to pray certain prayers mm -hmm. and then never worry about anything again, you know, after that. <laughs> um, yeah. it, it exists to bring God's healing and wholeness into the world. And so um, and and leaders and pastors are called to to lead their churches in that way, right? To be communities of faith who bring shalom into the world. And and uh, pastors, I think are are called. Well, I think we're all called to be people of shalom. I think a lot of times. Now, here's the thing: a lot a lot of times, pastors lead not from a place of shalom, not from a place of well being and wholeness. And a lot of times what they do is they try to control and manipulate and persuade in unhealthy ways, you yeah. know, um, yeah. uh, or even, or even, um, on the other side, avoid, you know, placate, uh, without having, um, you know, uh, the strength of, of God with them, you know, so it's so, a true shalom, right? Like it, the, right. the avoidance of the that's hard right. thing that's is right. actually not, not shalom. That's right. Uh, right. Cause it's possible in some tradition In some traditions it's really easy for the pastor to do whatever he or she wants. Uh, probably usually a he in that case, uh, <laughs> in other traditions, it's easy for the, the pastor to get kind of trampled on which in my tradition, Presbyterian, the second is probably more likely just because elders have a lot of, you know, lay people have a lot of um, power in that tradition. So anyway, but, but it's easy in, 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 in my tradition, maybe more so to just be a people pleaser and just, mm. you know, and not to lead uh, in a, in a healthy way, you know, into some new things that maybe God is calling your church into. So anyway, so going back to like, 
who do I want on my podcast and how do I want to bring, I want to bring healing and wholeness into the world by having people who will help pastors and churches bring shalom into the world um, in a healthy way, who who will help people, um, uh, uh, my listeners who are mostly pastors, I think, um, recognize themselves that as God's beloved, right, that's their primary identity, and then their leadership can flow out of that. And they don't have to please anybody. Um, they don't have to get anybody's approval. And that allows for, right, and they don't have to impress anybody. Yeah. They don't have to be in control. Like, yeah, they don't have to be in control um, because God's in control. And yeah. all they do is they uh, they love and serve and, you know, preach. It's such, a clear, it's a, such a clear picture, too, of what mm-hmm. your lane is, mm-hmm. which I think really helps with, like, who who is in the room with you yeah. and when. Um yeah. So I, I think if somebody is going into podcasting or, or in any situation like this, where they're like, who do I invite to speak at the thing or on my mm-hmm. podcast? Mm-hmm. It's like having a really clear idea of what yep. your lane is yep. will make like 95% of that decision probably for you, yep. which yep. is something you're not deciding in the heat of the moment. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, this is long before somebody yeah. comes to you and pitches you. On yeah, something. That's right. And so it doesn't have to feel personal. It doesn't have to, I mean, and it can be like this burden off of you yeah, <laughs> where yeah. you can be like, um, <laughs> as we were getting started, you know, before we were recording, Marcus was talking about like, he has some, some people too, that he leans on mm-hmm. as well. Like mm-hmm. this is my board or this is that's my, right. this is my team. That's right. They also, a team of people that, you know, that doesn't always say yes to the same things you would say yes to That's or right. no to the same things. Yep. I think it's a really, really valuable to be like, okay, I kind of am interested in yeah. this guest or yeah. this opportunity for myself speaking. Mm-hmm. I know this person might have concerns. I'm not going to avoid having that conversation. Yeah. With yeah. Them. I'm actually going to say, I'm going to seek them out. Yeah. I want to know, like, yeah. I bet you think this is that you might think this is a bad idea. So I want to talk to you about it. <laughs> So give me your thoughts. I love that. I think that's such a great, great idea. Not that they get to tell you what to do, but like you Mm. have thought through ramifications. You're you're talking about like a board of people to help you make that decision? Yeah, like your advisors for Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. your podcast or or your own personal like speaking. Yep. Yeah. Um, Now, in in my case, uh, there is someone else who actually does get to veto. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I is with uh, Church Leadership Institute, the executive director yep. there, right? Has that, and that's okay. I have uh, I have willingly entered into that partnership, and and it's a great partnership, and so I have no problem yeah. with that. Yeah. I think maybe only one time. Uh, did, actually, he didn't even say no. He just said, eh, "I'm kind of ambivalent about that one." I was like, "Yeah, okay, yeah. we won't go for that one." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And so yeah. most of the time, it's like, "Oh yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, that sounds great." Uh, but again, that's because. Um, that's because uh, we do we do resonate me and the so there's two other folks who who get to kind of weigh in on guest selection, um, but also I'm also um, uh, responsible to the organization, you know, the Church Leadership Institute in this case to represent them well. Um, yeah, and and uh, Fuller Seminary, you know, which is uh, the Church Leadership Institute is a part of that. Uh, they 
it's my alma mater twice. Um, and so it matters to me to represent them well, you know, and yeah. theologically they're at a certain place on the, on the spectrum, you know, kind of like, right. And I feel like I'm in that same place, you know? And so yeah. anyway, so there, there is a lot of that also, right. That I'm thinking about, but it is super helpful to have, uh, these other two folks from the team, uh, who, who I can bounce ideas off of, Hey, well, how about this? How about this person? You know? And, um, and I do keep them in mind as I'm thinking about guest selection because yeah. their opinion matters, you know, and um, yeah. Now for a quick break. Not long ago, I made a decision that changed my life and my relationships. I started going to counseling and I'm so glad I did. If you've been considering getting started with counseling, faithful counseling makes it so easy to get started. I know you don't like talking on the phone, so it's good news that you can start the process without even picking up the phone to talk to someone. The Untangled Faith Podcast is brought to you by my listeners who support me on Patreon. It is also brought to you by Faithful Counseling. Faithful Counseling is a Christian counseling service with more than 3,000 licensed therapists across all 50 states with access by video or phone sessions or chat or text. There are therapists with expertise in trauma, depression, family conflicts, and more. You can ask for a new counselor at any time, and financial aid is available for those who qualify. Untangled Faith podcast listeners get 10% off their first month from our sponsor, Faithful Counseling. Go to faithfulcounseling.com untangled. Fill out a questionnaire, and you'll be matched with a counselor. That's faithfulcounseling.com untangled. Now back to the show. Yeah. What's your, can I, can I ask you? Uh, uh, what, yeah, what so whatever you want like? Yeah. I mean, how, how, how do you decide? Um, what, what do you think about when you d- decide and how does your board or, or people help you if you have that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't have to, I mean, generally I have a pretty clear idea of what will be a good fit for my uh-huh. audience. Yeah. Um, I also think through what does, does this send an endorsement? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't want to be somebody that like isn't willing to associate with people that aren't like with me on everything, because I feel like it's, there's a value Mm -hmm. in learning from different people. I'm much more about, these are my non-negotiables, like the creed, you know, Uh, this is, it. you know, like the rest of the stuff. Yeah. I feel like we can have an interesting conversation about. Right, right. Um, they aren't deal breakers for me. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, but I also don't want to distract also from like what the main thing is. So I, I that helps. I, I really resonate with what you're saying about like understanding your lane. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say there's, there's a friend of yours uh-huh. um, whom my, my listeners probably will know who they are, who this is Steve Carter. Oh, yeah. And like that some decisions that he has made, like have just had such great impact on the world because he Mm -hmm. cared Mm -hmm. about his own integrity and he cared about other people. And I think this is a great, like, this isn't me trying to avoid the question. So I may come back to like thinking through your question of me, but I'm thinking about when we are on a stage with somebody else, Mm -hmm. this is the other part of the question is that it sends, it sends an endorsement. Yeah. Yeah whether we want to or not, I mean, and it depends on how we are there, like what, what position we are. But if people don't remember like 2018 ish, like, you know, Steve Carter was the, one of the successors Mm -hmm. of Bill Heibel, um, Bill Heibel's. um, And, 
as things unraveled with Bill and he was listening to what was happening, he had a decision to make. Yeah. And he literally left the stage. Yeah. And he, and he didn't have to, he could have said, I want to be a part of making this better. Yep. But I mean, because of the situation, yep. I think he realized the most important yep. and powerful thing he could do for change yep. Yep. was to not be on that stage. Yeah. And I would love to hear your thoughts on leaving yeah. the stage. Well, I tell you what, the, the choice he made to leave and you, that stage. And you know him. I do. You we watched him. the Camino de Santiago last year together. That's why yes. I got to know him last year. And yeah, um, yeah. great guy. And and he's real. Like, that's really that's really him, right? It's not like yeah. him doing something publicly in order to get good publicity or anything, right? I mean, there's not a lot of good publicity on like the guy right. vomited behind the <laughs> stage and left. Right, like. right. Man. <laughs> yeah. But the choice that he made to leave that platform is way bigger than the choice you or I might make to not have a particular guest on our podcast, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean he... Um, he 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 put it all he set it all aside right right and and i remember you know i mean he talked about he he just kind of fell into the world of big churches you know um mm-hmm. i don't n- remember exactly how it happened he he uh, he lived in rob bell's basement for a while you know and um <laughs> as one does yeah. I, I know right <laughs> so so it's just like um he just found himself and and he even talked about you know i guess I, i've just sort of been groomed for big st- stages because that's just the world that he landed in. Um, and, um, and he's good at it too. You know, um, when you hear him speak, I mean, yeah, he's, he's great. Like he's really good at it. Um, um, and then, and, and it's like, okay, how much better can it get than being Bill Hybel's successor at Willow Creek church? One of the biggest, most renowned churches in the world, you know, and now you're going to be the guy. And, um, you know, uh, I hope I can say this. I mean, he's a, he's a three on the Enneagram. He's an achiever. And so like he's yeah, talked about, yeah. man, I mean, he was, he was nailing it, you know? And then, mm-hmm. and so like, man, what a sacrifice to say no to that. Um, to say, to say, I can't, I can't walk this path anymore because there's some, there's a lack of integrity here to use my favorite word. There's a lack of shalom. I think yeah, there's a lack yeah. of wholeness in this, the way this particular situation was being handled. Um, yeah. And so it's, uh, all right. That's that when, when, when you're faced with those kinds of choices, that's when your integrity and your values, right. Yeah. And, and what really matters to you kind of, um, comes up and, yeah. and, uh, and is at stake. Yeah. Have that conversation with him on your podcast. I'll oh. listen to that one. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll listen to that one. We need to have him in the room with us. But I think it's interesting yeah. because I bet he would say, this is not prescriptive of what everyone should do. Yeah. Um, there was a very specific time. Mm-hmm. Very specific things were playing out. Mm-hmm. Different power dynamics at play. Yep. And I, I believe he listened to the Holy Spirit say, yep. if you want to be a part of goodness yeah and pushing towards goodness and health yeah. here yeah this is the way right right um but it a different year a different situation it might have mm-hmm. been different and so that's why some people are like what do you mean there needs to be nuance i really think yeah 
I don't want to should on people like they say, you know, I don't say you should do this. You should do that. I think it's worth considering. I think it's worth a really important thought process, a good conversation, seeking out other people's ideas. But I do, I would love to hear you say, talk a little bit about Mm -hmm. if you were to be invited to be on a platform with next to somebody, maybe that you were like, I don't know if I'm uh, about them at all. How do you decide? I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. we're not celebrities. Yeah, right? right. But like you have a message you feel strongly about. Uh-huh. A place that's problematic invites you to yeah. share that message yeah. on their stage. How yeah. do you yeah. work through that yeah. invitation? Yeah. Interestingly, I've only I've only declined one invitation. Uh to be on a podcast. I think, I think only one, but actually it was not a Christian podcast. It was called sure. the Bible says what? And it's like a, a Christian versus atheist kind of a conversation. Mm. And I was yeah. like, at first I was like, Oh, interesting. And I kind of remember you said earlier, I think you said after we started recording uh, someone who uh, said they would go to any stage, they would yeah. they just, they say yes to anything. And at first yeah. I was like, yeah, sure. I'll do it. And then after a while I was like, Oh, this is not going to be good, you know. Yeah. But uh, interestingly, another friend, Brian Russell, did say yes, and he did fantastic on that show because usually the guy just uses anyway. This is a different topic, but he was the right person. He for was that. the right person for that, sure. and um, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe so. If we're talking about um, a platform, I mean, can how specific can we get on this? <laughs> I mean, let's say I'm assuming you're not going to be invited to Mark Driscoll's church. Okay, oh, no. there's not yeah, a lot no. of shalom no. in him. <laughs> say he says, "Hey, Marcus, I yeah. see what you're doing. I would love for you to come and speak at my conference mm. about shalom." And you're like, oh, I feel so strongly about this. These people that listen to him need to hear about this. Right, right, right. Should I go? Okay. And my picture, my face is going to be on his brochure next to his. (laughs) Man, yeah, that. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, so this is, feels very hypothetical to me. (laughs) Because (laughs) probably won't happen. Probably probably never happen. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's funny. As you say it, I'm like, well, maybe, but I would want to be. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? But so tell me why maybe. Well, um, I, I would want to be really clear. If if I come, here's what I'm going to say. And yeah. you need to know in advance. I'm not going to yeah. try to surprise you or anything. You know, yeah. I, here's what I'm going to say. And if you don't like it, tell me now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. I, and I won't do it. There is a part of me that is that does feel a little bit like maybe there are times. Now, again, n- nuance, listening to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I think there are definitely times when it's like, nope, that's not the right place for me. I haven't, by the way, been asked to speak at a lot of conferences or anything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but if anybody wants to have, they're going to come I'm asking. To do it. Gonna... I'm, ha- I'm happy to come do it. I, I, I lo- I'd love it. Um, yes, but. Um, yeah, but there, but but for sure, like the one thing, one I don't want to be. Well, okay, so for myself, I don't want to be perceived as someone like Mark Driscoll. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to be lumped into that category because that's not who I am, and that would be the danger, right? Yeah. So, so let's, so let me step back a little bit. I think if I ever got an invitation like that, I would be like, oh, I need to think about this for a while. Yeah. I need to pray about this. I need to talk to my wife. I need to talk to my 
friends who also know who Mark Driscoll is, you know, I need yeah, to talk yeah. to some people who are older yeah. and wiser than me. And, um, and I need to pray about it a lot. I just need to reflect this, this Christian atheist podcast that I, I, I declined. I actually said yes at first, but then I took a step back and literally for a month I thought about it. And then eventually, and every time he, he would re-ask, he was, he kept sending me emails. Oh, I'd still love to have you on. And I just yeah. didn't respond anymore. Cause I was like, okay, if he asks again, maybe then if he asks again, maybe then, and then, I, <laughs> I'll and then eventually I was like, Lord, you're saying no, you're saying no. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you need to, you need, I think I would need to listen, uh, listen spiritually, right. Listen, mm-hmm. listen to the Holy spirit, listen to people. And maybe if they all said, I think it's okay. You know, maybe this yeah. is the right, then, then maybe I would, but. And I think it also, I think it also is informed by who you are, mm-hmm. the message that you bring. Yep. Like if your podcast had been about providing healing for people that had come out of Mars Hill or from the recent mm-hmm. Trinity um, church, yeah. you would probably think that through in a whole other way. Oh yeah. Like. For what sure. message am I sending to those people? Yeah. Yep. And would they like, maybe you'd even have a conversation with them. Say, I got this invitation. Yeah. What's your, what is your initial thought on this? That I think that changes the conversation as well. Like our, because our showing up somewhere sends different messages to mm-hmm. different people and we mm-hmm. can't always control yeah. that. And right, we shouldn't, right, right. that doesn't need to factor in every right. time, but I think it right. needs to factor at least a little bit depending on, what our lane is. And so yeah. I could never, I, I, I mean, this is easy, easy. No, for me, yeah. he'd never yeah, invite yeah. me. Yeah. Well, same. <laughs> but my, my lane, yeah. my listeners would be yeah. like, who are you? What yeah. have you done? Right. I think of somebody, um, I think of the caring well conference that the mm. SBC did. I don't even remember what year it was. Yeah. Um, after the whole, all the stuff that came out in the Houston Chronicle about all the abuse that had happened. Yeah. And then they put on the this Caring Well conference and they had a bunch of speakers. Mm-hmm. And one of them was Boz Chavijan, who is actually mm-hmm. my attorney. Mm-hmm. And what was so interesting to me is he got up there and he's like, I don't know why I'm here. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> and, and he said he had a deal that uh-huh. he made with the people that run the conference. First of all, he said, I'm going to say whatever I'm going to say and you're not going to censor it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get a drink at the bar afterwards. Oh, that's my plan. Wow. Do you say no? I'm out. <laughs> um, and yeah. what he did is he got up and he said, y'all shouldn't even be having a conference. Hmm. And I mean, it was, a, so this was a prophetic moment Yeah. where I think he probably knew that if he just got up there and gave his name to the SBC, he could be sending a message that he did not want to send. To, yeah. the, to the brave people that he has represented personally yeah. Yeah. and others that have paid a huge cost because yeah, of the yeah. abuse that they have endured and survived. Mm-hmm. Um, but there aren't very many opportunities where we are going to be able to show up and actually yeah. speak prophetically like that and be allowed. Yeah. And the microphone stays on. Yeah. And would he do it again? I don't know if he would. I mean, he was like, "What is this, what is this lanyard? What mm. we have advertising now? Like, yeah. I don't want to wear this. Yeah. Like, this is crazy." I, I think what's really important also is to check your own motives. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because 
if you're like, oh, good, it's an opportunity. Sometimes we rationalize, I think, oh, it's an opportunity <laughs> to share the gospel. Yeah, I would yeah. say that Mark Driscoll uh, does not bring the gospel. <laughs> you know, yeah. it is not good news that yeah. he brings. And so, right, so there's a part of me that could rationalize, well, I'm going to bring good news to a place that actually never really hears good news because it's not good news that he's bringing. Yeah. So I could, I could make that argument. But uh, again, I would want to step back. I want to would want to reflect. I would want to pray, and also I would want to check my own motives. Like, am I doing this just to get in front of an audience? Am I doing this just to expand my own influence or whatever? Yeah. You know, um, or am I doing it because I really truly feel led that this is the right thing to do? Yeah, and it's I mean it's an, it's a hard question to ask, yeah. and I think it takes. I think it does take some outside yeah, like wisdom as well, because, mm -hmm. you know, they say the road to hell is paved yeah. with good intentions and yeah. Yeah. That we can easily get into this idea that the mission we've been given from God is so important mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that we will do whatever we can right. to get that special message out there, including compromising. Yeah. And, and to take a step back and be like, is this actually the sort of compromise? Is this the sort of, yeah. is it a sacrifice, hmm. a spiritual sacrifice I'm hmm. making? Yeah. Or is this actually compromising my integrity? And yeah. in the moment, I don't know that it's clear for us. Yeah. Right. You know, I was thinking about what you said about Boz Chavidjian. Did, did you say he he did speak at the conference? Yeah. Yeah. And, and everything yeah. went as planned in that case. Yeah. He said what he wanted to say. Okay. He said, you probably shouldn't have a conference. Yeah, good. You should be listening. I mean, that's 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 fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's great. And sometimes maybe that's the calling is to go in and yeah. say something like that. But um, but I bet he didn't. He wasn't like, oh yeah, this would be really great for my career, you know, to go speak right. at this right. Yeah. Um, so we have to be really careful about that. Um, and and I was also thinking maybe, you know, maybe um the mission, the calling that God has for me can be, be better uh, achieved, so to speak, um, by going and speaking at that small church yeah. rather yeah. than that big conference, because maybe that's the group that's going to receive it and say, yes, yeah, let's live this out. Or, oh, I've really learned something here rather than the big conference where they're judging you and <laughs> being skeptical of everything you yeah. say. And then it's like, oh, I might as well not have said anything. But I think yeah. that's discernment too, right? It takes discernment. You know what? The other thing is, this is why I think spiritual formation is so important. Um, yeah. Who is it? I think Dallas Willard talks about off-the-spot training, um, meaning oh, yeah. um, you right, daily uh, walk with Jesus, um, engage in spiritual practices that... Um, you know, draw you close to Jesus and, and shape you and form you and help you to, uh, you know, just sort of create a, 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 a an environment, uh, uh, in your, in your life where God can shape you and mold you so that when those times come, you're not wrestling with your own ego, maybe quite yeah. so much, maybe there's a little bit still, right. But there, yeah. but it's less of a wrestling with your ego or less of a wrestling with, um, your, desire to achieve something or to accomplish something, you know, and, um, and you can, again, you can just hear the Holy Spirit and you say yes or no, based on what really is God's will. 
Uh, because because you've been listening to it all along, right? You've been yeah, yeah. listening to God's will all along. Yeah. That reminds me, Caitlin Chess just had a book that came out, The Ballot in the Bible, about how we have, you know, Christians have used and abused scripture when it comes to um, politics. And she says the way we can avoid that hmm. is to not wait until the moment. It's something like yeah. we have to make, we have to vote. We have to like put a check in a box and we right. like open up the book and we like look up in the concordance, like this one word (laughs) and hope for, for some sort of guidance. She says that the way to avoid that is to be in the word that whole Mm -hmm. time, but we're being formed and informed all along in community and in, in the scripture, um, which isn't something that happens on the moment in the moment. So it's like, yeah, off the spot, Dallas Willard. Yeah. And she, she went to, she went to Dallas Seminary. Oh, she did? So maybe, okay. Maybe. Now she's at Duke, maybe. getting a PhD. <laughs> okay, interesting. Um, interesting. But, you know, another another vote for yeah. this slow, long formation. Yes, yeah. Like when I look back on my younger self, um, mm-hmm. I'm 50 now, and um, and I went through a really hard time, which I said was really clarifying for me. And when I look at the me that I was before that, <clears throat> like I'm like, oh, man there was a lot of ego there. And I would have said yes to anywhere right at that time, because I'm like, Oh yeah, I want to be a big church pastor, you know, or I want to, I want to have this platform. I want to, I want to be recognized for, for being a really great, you know, pastor whatever. Um, right. But, but I didn't know that at the time. I didn't realize that's what I was doing at the time. And so, so in some ways, right. I I need to be gracious to my younger self, you know, empathy for the people that are your younger self. That's right. That's right. And how, yeah, how can you speak to them in a way that they can hear? I mean, and I think some of it, it just is that gentle, like, hey, I'm here. If you have some questions, (laughs) if you want to run it by somebody, (laughs) you want to slow it down. Um, And I wonder if some of that, like early formation is getting away from the idea that God needs us. (laughs) Mm, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Not so much as like, you know, what an honor and a privilege mm-hmm. to be invited into the work yeah, that God is yeah, doing, yeah, yeah. which is a very different approach to then. Yeah. I me- need to take the hill yeah. because God yeah. needs me. <laughs> uh, Uncle I Sam think... needs you. God needs me to do the thing. Right. Yeah. I don't think God ever says, whew, boy, am I glad Marcus is here because <laughs> now we're okay. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, highly unlikely. Um, but, um, He's glad when you join him. Yeah, that's right. It's an invitation to join God. He's like, Hey, I'm going to do yeah. this. You want to come too? you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and, or, or, or God waiting. might say, yeah. hey, I've been waiting. Yeah. And, and you're kind of good at this part that I want to do in the world here. Why don't you come in and help me do this? You know? And, yeah. um, and I, I, I love thinking of it that way rather than, Oh, it's all up to me, you know, to change the world or whatever, you know. Um, God's going to do what God's going to do. He's doing what he's doing. And um, and I just want to be a part of what God is doing. And whether that's on a big platform or a little platform or with this particular guest, thinking back to podcast, right? Or or this guest or whatever. um, I just want to be a part of it. Yeah. 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 Thanks for listening to my conversation with Marcus Watson. 
As we wrap this up, I want to offer an invitation to you in honor of the fact that the podcast has made it to 100 episodes. I want to celebrate that in an upcoming episode by sharing some of your voices. I want to hear from you what you have appreciated about the show, what you have learned, or what particular episodes have stood out to you. You can do this by going to untangledfaithpodcast.com slash hello, and I have a super easy way that you can leave me a voice message. There's also a link on the front page of the website. You can't miss it. Again, the link is untangledfaithpodcast.com slash hello. I'll make sure that there is a link in the show notes. The Untangled Faith Podcast is hosted by me, Amy Fritz. This podcast is made possible by the support of my Patreon community. You've made it possible for me to outsource some of the editing to my friend and audio genius, Josh. If you're interested in supporting the podcast and checking out the bonus goodies offered to my supporters, check out patreon.com slash untangled faith. A special thanks to producers, Michelle Pionic, Phil and Susan Perdue, Pam Forsyth, and Shelly Taylor. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next week.